And welcome back to episode 51 of the Weekly Tech Rant with me, Jay. And me, Carl. Ooh, one more week to go, Carl, till the year anniversary of the Weekly Tech Rant. The, the, the big one. Yeah, the big our one. anniversary. 52nd episode. I know, I know. 50, 52nd and what's that? More than 52 hours of... Uh, yeah, I was going to say... That. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, of entertainment? Uh, no. Well, I was going to say, you know, you know, entertainment, indeed, indeed. Hopefully this week uh, we won't get interrupted by Siri, uh, the world's <laughs> loudest motorbike, uh, or um, uh, <laughs> or even, what else did I have going on? Oh, yes, or, or uh, random music being played from nowhere. That was the one, um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was the one. Yeah, so hopefully this week, you know, minus any other interruptions, we should be good to go because we've got a packed agenda for this week's uh, tech round we have got the return of the weekly tech round rumor mill uh we've also talking a bit more about security this week aren't we quite a few different yeah. security stories yep. and as always we're going to talk a little bit about amazon apple and yes it's going to be some bezos space news as well I could, bezos bezos i can't get that out but anyway bezos, i don't know him yes the man with the cowboy hat but Mr. before amazon. we start <laughs> Mr. Amazon, that's it. Jeff Amazon, that's how we should just Jeff do it. Amazon, it? Yeah, we'll call it Jeff Amazon, yeah. Jeff Amazon. Tim Apple, Jeff Amazon. So before we move on, let me do the housekeeping as always. So you can find us on Twitter at Weekly TechRam. We're also uh, online at techrant.online for all of our show notes. And uh, you can find show notes information there. And we encourage you to leave a review uh, or, uh, I guess, notes information thoughts on any of the places that you get your podcast from uh, we're on most of the the major providers wherever you're listening to this today so let's get started this week then and first story of the week is well this is one that came up some months back and now this is microsoft amazon no longer fighting over jedis but now we're talking about wild and stormy yeah. This is not a yeah. Trump story. Let's just get this very clear before we move forward. This is not a story about Trump. It is not. So this is was cloud. A, this is cloud. Yeah, there was a Jedi cloud contract, which was what the ten billion contract from the Defense Department was. That's it? right, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, Microsoft won that one, didn't they? So Microsoft won that one. Amazon managed well, yeah, they, to get the bid cancelled, didn't they? They did. Microsoft won that orig- originally, didn't they? Uh, yeah. And you're right. Yeah, Amazon kicked up one hell of a stink, and it was then declared that the project was no longer viable, wasn't it? And that moved was forward. It. So we have another also $10 billion project called Project Wild and Stormy, but this time it's for the NSA, which AWS has won. So Amazon have won this one. Oh, so of reversing of the roles. Reverse. Of Microsoft <laughs> are not having any of that, especially after uh, Project Jedi. So now they're now claiming that the NSA didn't conduct a proper evaluation while considering a, a provider for this new project. So they are suing them? Yep, suing them to try to get the contract thrown out. and Just tit for tat, though, isn't it, at the moment with these big guys? It is. It's like, well, you want a contract. Well, I don't like that. I'm throwing my toys at the pram. And and then what ends up happening is just everything gets cancelled, doesn't it? Because... Yeah, we just don't have the project and no one wins. No. I mean, the Jedi one was had most of the big players involved, didn't it? A few of them they stepped did, out yeah. and, and it ended up, as you say, Microsoft, AWS. Were there. I think even Oracle were kind of bidding, weren't they, at one yes, point? Yes, they were, yeah. And I know, obviously, there's been another one, which was CIA, CIA were running one for their commercial cloud enterprise. But that they they kind of, I guess, preempted this and split that contract into five vendors, didn't they? So everybody got a kind of a piece of the pie on that one. You've got a but, bigger piece of the pie than me. That's not fair. <laughs> well, actually, well, I eat more pie than you do. Um, uh, sound like a bunch <laughs> of kids, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, it does, doesn't it? I mean, this is you should, surely right. Like, okay, I know there's big money on the table here. So $10 million, you know, is a lot of money. 
It's not chump change. And it's also the prestige, isn't it, of saying that, you know, our cloud runs X defense or X government agency. And uh, sorry, not Amazon. Microsoft have have obviously got the federal Azure piece. So for government contractors, I know there's talk of them trying to get top secret clearance, isn't there, for some of the, uh, Mm. you know, the bigger players and agencies here. Yeah. But, you know, somebody's got to win this. And it can't, surely it can't be the case that every time you lose a contract, you you, you throw your toys out of the pram, you take them to court, because surely no business would ever get done. Well, maybe I'm just missing something here, you know. <laughs> no, no, I think that about sums it up. Uh, come on, guys, you you won it, okay? Unless there was anything seriously illegal going on here, then just let let it lie. Move on to the next one. It does. I and you know the the only the other one that pops up here, of course, is the um, is a little agency who we talked about last week. Well, they're not that little, are they? Which is the yeah. the GAO, isn't it? Is it General Accountancy Office or Accountancy yeah. Office? Um, who, uh, if you recall, last week we were when we were, the, we were talking about Jeff Amazon and uh, suing uh, NASA, wasn't it? Around that decision, um, yeah. You know, the GAO guys must be like, oh my god, we've got so much work right now. Everybody, <laughs> every like every decision we make, somebody complains. Oh um, no. So this one, then, I guess, is due for a new. When when's it going to be kind of settled, Dana? Because obviously this is got to be surely soon if the contracts would have been issued well yeah i i, I don't really have a date on this one uh, i i couldn't see anything but uh it took it took forever though didn't it with the original one the microsoft uh, a couple AWS of years one, it, i think from initial yeah it was so, under trump obviously which was the trump administration that started it uh, yeah and, and those were signed contracts so I, I imagine this is going to drag out for a couple more years Oh, God, here we go. Well, we'll be there to report on it when it does. And I'm sure no doubt somebody else will be uh, complaining around another large contract before then. But talking of large contracts, and as I said um, a minute ago, we spoke about last week around Jeff Amazon complaining around, uh, you know, that uh, yeah, his NASA formal complaint done... to the the, what, the government accountability office. Wasn't That's it? accountability, I say, not accountancy, yeah. accountability office. Accountability yeah, he was rather yeah. upset, wasn't he, around... Um, Elon's uh, SpaceX cozying up oh. to NASA, or vice versa, yeah. I should say. He, he was annoyed that... SpaceX got the entire contract. Well, he's taken it one step further, hasn't he? <laughs> so he's also decided to sue sue NASA. Uh, I know technically he's not for he's not actually Amazon anymore, so he's not suing the NSA or whatever. But <laughs> Blue Origin, he's still are, chairman, isn't he? He's still chairman of Amazon. Okay, yeah, he is. Yeah, so they're also suing NASA. Um, you know, it, he's still harping on that it's a. Uh, so what's he said? He's accused NASA of unlawful and improper evaluation of its proposal during the tender process. And it, it believes that two providers were needed to build the landing system, which will carry astronauts down to um, the moon's surface as early as 2024. See, this is where we talked about last week, wasn't it, around the commercialization of space and, um, you know, how these things, um, well, originally the government's, did it on their own you know they they, they plowed the money in didn't they because it was it was almost a, a war footing wasn't it when when they had the apollo yeah. missions cold war was in full swing and basically pockets were deep we need to be there first oh, indeed. obviously yep. this time around it's a very different scenario in that the appetite for space isn't quite the same as it with with the governments as it was no, you know 50 years not. ago but you know nasa themselves have shown that Time and time again, the budgets get slashed. And, you know, as we spoke about last week, commercial entities here like SpaceX, I guess like Blue Origin, are what's needed to help drive this forward because commercial enterprise adds competition. But again, you no. can't just, again, but this comes back to the minute ago, you can't, you know, throwing toys out the pram because you don't like that the other company's been selected for it. 
Well, surely again, though, SpaceX have demonstrated their maturity in the space. So yep. why shouldn't they be put forward? And they fit them within the budget they had. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I mean uh, you know, uh, Blue Origin's statement basically says, we firmly believe that the issue is identified in this procurement and and its outcomes must be addressed to restore fairness, create competitiveness, sorry, create competition, ensure a safe return to the moon for America. Here they go again, dropping the safe one. They, they keep a look, Every time they talk about SpaceX, they use the word safe return. Uh, well, what are they implying? That SpaceX isn't safe, and well, only the... by going with Blue Origin will it be safe. Well, this is this is the point. What are they implying? Are they implying that that SpaceX they know something about SpaceX that we don't? That somehow what is it? Some secret like like the Russians? You know they've they've lost a they've lost an astronaut and yeah. um uh and um you know that we haven't been told about it. You know it implies, yeah. doesn't it, that that it's un un um well, un, well it is untested because actually that's a good yeah. point. Neither of them have put astronauts on the moon. SpaceX no. have delivered though astronauts. Twice now, uh, yes. well, they've had astronauts. They've delivered astronauts uh, twice to the space station and once on a safe return, um, because obviously they haven't returned the others yeah. yet, have they? No. But Blue Origin of what had a little hop up to the Kármán line and back. Yeah, and and it's not like they're saying we want the contract all of it, and therefore we'll make it safe. We want to split it with SpaceX and we'll make it safe. So how? But if it's not safe having just SpaceX. How is it safe having SpaceX and someone else? I know it it it, it does it, it does make you like okay, it's, it's, yeah it, it's just winding me up that one. It is it is and I you know if you've got evidence or you've got something just spit it out and say it exactly. I thought you know because if it goes to court they're going to have to demonstrate why they you know why they feel the justification here is that Blue Origin should be there. Yeah. I mean the only problem is then surely SpaceX and um, Blue Origin are going to have to work together to make interoperability inter- I can't say the word interoperability interoperable. That between their yeah. corresponding spacecraft, surely, you know. Yeah, which brings in more risk, I would say. Uh, don't know, but uh, this again, rumbling on because we said before it's gonna, it's gonna like you know, uh, the Rolling Stone gathers no moss, as the old proverb says, and it keeps yeah, on well, going. NASA have to the twelfth October to uh, to respond to the legal action or file their response to the legal action. Okay, well, let's see. Let's see. They're not going to take this lying down, I don't think. He wants a piece of that pie, doesn't he? But I want to see Blue Origin launch proper uh, vehicle into space like SpaceX have. I think that would give them some credibility, surely, wouldn't it? Definitely. Definitely. If Jeff Amazon is willing to give NASA $2 billion, then take some $100 out of that and launch something. Yeah, prove show us you can do it. But exactly, deliver. You don't need the a contract fact. to do it. You're willing to give them two two billion. Yeah. So just do it. Because I tell you now, there's more. There's probably more chance of us seeing what's it, Elon's spaceship X, doing its launch, and you know, shortly than there is a Blue Origin doing exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. You know, because they haven't they they finally uh, I think they fitted didn't they the the construction of the actual spacecraft itself. Um, yeah. So that's looking quite impressive. In fact, at the moment, it's, I think it stands slightly taller. Than the um, Saturn V, uh, yeah, so it's yeah. a big, it's a big boy. <laughs> it is a big boy. <laughs> Let's just hope it uh, does what it says on the tin. <laughs> so, moving on from space, let's talk pirates. No, no, I think I've read that wrong. No, not pirates. Sorry, I mean Avast. Avast. I thought Avast, you had pirates. Your heart is. I had thought you had pirates on here, but no, clearly not. So, Avast, are they the home? Like AV guys, I'm sure they are. Aren't they? Oh, they're the ones in the old days that literally used to have the pirates saying words when they found the virus, wasn't it? 
Yeah, and I'm sure pretty much they're also the ones that every time I install some like freeware, they're like it suddenly gets installed unless you tick the box at the start, you know, that you uh, miss every <laughs> what time. What kind of software are you downloading, Jen? No, I mean like you know CC Cleaner and stuff like that, you know, for quickly cleaning up old systems or you know yeah. bits like that. And uh, I'm sure it gets bundled in there sometimes with. Um, yes, I imagine so. Yeah, these are the guys. These are the guys. So then, uh, right. So Avast then are. Going to acquire Norton no, Lifelock. No, nope. they've been acquired. Ah, yes, I've misread it. Sorry, that's it. Sorry, Norton Lifelock no, have acquired Norton, Avast. Yeah, yeah. Norton Lifelock have purchased Avast for eight billion pieces of silver. No, yar, dollars, yar, eight billion dollars. Yeah, yar. I can't resist it. It's too easy. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need, a, I need like a pirate, you know, sound effect. Yar. Um, so I, I had to be honest with you when I was doing, you know, look at the notes in this story, uh, I had to look up who Norton Lifelock were, not because I was like, uh, but I know who Norton were, and I was like Lifelock. I was like, and then I, of course, as you we spoke about earlier when we we're doing the prequel, yeah, they were formerly Symantec, weren't they? Who spun off the Norton yeah. retail business, yeah, or yeah. the retail concerns, and just concentrate on business now, don't they? That's right. Yeah, exactly. So Norton Lifelock. So. And Avast are obviously a European company, aren't they? Are based um oh, where did I have that down? Where are they based? I want to say Central Europe somewhere, isn't it? I think it is, isn't it? So we're looking at their combined uh, you know, consolidation in the A V market now. But the, these products though no longer Prague, thank you. These A V products though are not A V in the sense of because obviously in the you know, the business world, A V has moved on, isn't it, to next gen A V, EDR technologies, is, yeah. you know, detect and response, isn't it, and that kind of stuff. It's no longer the classic um heuristic scanning and all that jazz, no. is it? Um but for your home users, that I guess still is the marketplace for that, I suppose. I don't know. I don't really run anything like I that mean, anymore. No, I mean Windows Defender is I just I got it on it does the job. I, yeah, I yeah. I can't complain, and it's free. Is in well, Windows free, but it's free. I I have to say, I've seen some reports that was I can't I can't remember where I read it um, the other day, but there was a, one of the secu- some security expert. I'll have to look it up. Basically, was saying exactly that. He almost like I can't believe I'm saying these words, and it was like yeah, Windows, yeah, Microsoft Defender does what it says on the tin. I mean, it actually, used to be a pile of crap. Yeah. But it's but, not. Uh, that product it's has a viable it's, competitive product now. It really is. And it's a leader if you, you know, Gartner and all people like that. Uh, it is a leading product. And of course, it's spun out into several variants. But we're not talking about, obviously, uh, Defender today. We're talking about uh, Norton Lifelock and Avast's product here then. So yeah, then. So, I mean, they, they bought it. The, the, the offer they've made, I don't think it's finally gone through yet. But the, the deal they've given to the shareholders. No, exactly. Not likely. Uh, rep- represents. What twenty percent premium over its current share price? So they're offering a, a fair chunk of change extra to make it go smoothly. I guess this is consolidation in the marketplace, isn't it? It is, and of course. Yeah. These these players also they're not as I said they're not doing just AV anymore, are they? Most of their stuff now is it's around um, identity protection, isn't AV, it? Uh, they do VPN and all that kind of yeah. stuff, don't they? As well. It, it, so I'm saying that's where they're kind of more playing, isn't it? To try and stop those kind of threats but yeah. i mean yeah you know interesting to see where this is going to go i mean i, I guess more no yeah, that's what i was about down here is they're going to have what a combined quarterly revenue of over 900 million that's again that's not small change at all no, is it you know? so there's still that's a big company it's a lot of profit um, well sorry that's revenue i don't know what the the profit is there 
I, the only thing that gets me kind of thinking, though, how good are these products? Because, you mm. know, I guess they're as good as, you know, <laughs> good as the technology in them and good as the consumer that knows how to use it, aren't they, to a degree? Yeah. And the, the thing about these products, as you just said yourself, Windows Defender's on there. And Windows Defender can protect against other more sophisticated threats, which is things like yeah. ransomware, which obviously today I would say is probably the biggest threat at the moment. Yeah. You know, I'm not, not saying viruses and other malware have gone away, but ransomware pretty much is the, the biggest threat in the, out there. And I know that Defender works in combination with OneDrive, doesn't it, to set up protection. You can set up ransomware yeah, protection that way. Yeah. I'm assuming these guys do something similar. But oh, definitely. If they, if they worked as well as, you know, you'd expect them to, we would see less of these people getting, you know, you know, I don't want to say compromised is the right word, isn't it? Um, yeah. And how many times have you seen stuff, you know, in the old days, I should say, I mean, I'm not so necessarily talking now about, oh, you know, Norton runs slowly consuming resources left, right and center, uh, yeah. you know, terrible. And then there's the licensing issue of these guys as well, isn't it? That oh, it's cheaper it's to buy a new product. It's almost in itself. Yeah. yeah, it's cheaper to buy a new license than it is to renew. Um, you know, and apart I, you know, from that, they're on they're on PCs. You buy and the majority of people buy from shops, aren't they? They're on there and they're on there the for like three months trial. Yeah. yeah, and then you have to buy it to keep your protection up, and it's all very much uh, it's very scammy in the uh, the wording they use. It is, and you know, and I think again, the threatening not threatening behavior, but the way, like you say, is if you're unsure of um, what protection you have or anything like that. Then you kind of think, oh, I must buy that. I've got to have it, or yeah. yeah, I should have that. Again, you know, whereas you or I, and probably more of our listeners, would be like, uh, no, you're okay. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, yeah. like <laughs> rip that, rip that rubbish off as soon as you get it out of the box. I mean, exactly. Do you even boot up the Windows that comes with your laptop? Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. I usually just flatten it and put my own copy on straight away. Yeah. I'm very much similar to that. It's yeah, stuff like that goes, you know. But then again, you and I are not the kind of people to walk into a retail shop and buy a PC off the shelf, are they? Uh, or no, a laptop off the no. shelf. You know, the old days of Curry's, you know, in the UK here or PC World, you know, it was quite good fun. I used to go in there when they had the old white boxes and stuff, and you could crack screensaver passwords and. <laughs> yeah, have a bit of fun, take the mic you know, out of the yeah. shop door assistance. Yeah. Oh, well, but you know, well done. I guess if you work for either company, it's a good place to be right now. And definitely if you work for Avast, you're probably getting a good payout at some point. So congratulations to all teams involved. And uh, yeah. yes, you will not be seeing two new consumers here, I'm afraid. <laughs> so it wouldn't be the tech rant if we didn't talk about Apple, would it? And no. this week where we mentioned, I think I, uh, we did talk about it, uh, I think a couple of weeks back, didn't we? Or a couple months ago, obviously the oh, Corellium. A long time. Uh, back in December, I think. Yeah, the Corellium lawsuit. Well, obviously, if you're unfamiliar with uh, Corellium, Corellium virtualized iOS. Uh, well, no, they specialize in virtualizing ARM devices, don't they? Ah, thank you. Thank you. So that effectively uh, means you can those run. ARM chips. Yes, you can run these ARM things like, like iOS. And it's it's, what, what, it's designed for... What are they designing Well, they for? say researchers, didn't they? Those yeah, years. app testing, device modeling, security research, that kind of stuff. But... That's right, and it used to be that you could only buy access, didn't it, to bulk time as a like a as a company. Yeah. But they recently opened it up, and they to individuals to buy, they I guess, did, per yeah. the hour, wasn't it? Um, it did, which wasn't cheap though. Uh, oh no! It <laughs> but, made it made uh, Microsoft three six five look appealing. Yeah, quite appealing. Yes, yes. But of course, Apple are famously um, unimpressed by anybody that virtualizes their software beyond. 
the virtualization technology such as Parallels uh, or yeah. VMware Fusion that virtualizes on Mac Apple hardware. On so yeah. exactly. So I can install a copy of you know Fusion here on my MacBook, and I can then create a Mac virtual machine from my boot drive, for example. That is yeah. perfectly within the T's and C's because, as you said, it's Apple on Apple. But I cannot legally trot off to my virtualization environment, you know, running in the garage and uh, on uh, Intel hardware and virtualize a Mac on that. Now you can get it to work. Obviously, we're not going to talk about how you do that today, but you can get it to work. It's not straightforward, is it? Um, no. But you know, that is very much against the Apple T's and C's. So virtualization of an iOS device is definitely something that no, they are not you're not even allowed with. to do that on a Mac. No. The only way to get that is to use Xcode, isn't it? And uh, yes. basically spin up that way. So as you may have probably guessed from this conversation, is Corellium fell foul of the Apple legal department, which is probably the world's biggest and most <laughs> impressively staffed legal department in any company I've ever. Do you know what it reminds me of? I, just, I have visions of the Apple legal department being like, you know, on The Simpsons, Mr. Burns' lawyers. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, like unleash the lawyers. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they, um, so Apple sued them, didn't they? Uh, a couple of years ago, two fell or started suing them back in 2019. Obviously, when they first announced the ability to virtualize iOS, uh, and they, they sued them for infringing its copyright and uh, breaking D- DMCA, no, D- DC Digital Copy DCMA, isn't it? The Digital what, Millennium yeah. Copyright Act, yeah, DMCA. So yeah, and then. There was a judgment back in oh, December last year uh, where basically the judge ruled in Corinium's favour and basically said they, they'd established a phase for using Apple's code. So it was throwing it out. Now, we thought that was over at that point, didn't we? So well, yeah. I, we, continue selling it. Uh, I agree. But also, I, I was slightly puzzled that they saw that as a, a fair play of using Apple's code, you know, when it was kind of, I want, not want to say hooky, but they'd made it so that it wasn't, um, accessible, didn't they? Corellium made a very mm. good point of locking it back in a way and, and not really talking too much about it, wasn't it, outside of yeah. certain areas, you know. But yeah, sorry to interrupt. I was just, to oh, me, it, right. it always felt a bit a bit shifty, mm. you know? Yeah, it was. But, you know, we thought that was over. And But then a report came out, I think, last Tuesday, 10th, that basically Apple and Corellium had, had come to an agreement and Apple had dropped any further cases against them. Uh, but that wasn't quite the whole story was it no so it looked like <laughs> apple and Quillian had come to an agreement and dropped the dmca the, you know the, the, uh, the breaking of dmca they dropped that one but apple are now appealing december's ruling so the case is back on yeah so i guess from apple's point of view it's like right okay let's let's drop the fight where basically we're not going to get anywhere and concentrate yeah. on suing the arse off you basically and we have more money than you do and we can fight this all day long, can't they? Exactly. Um, and I think that's the problem here. I whether or not I don't know because obviously it was a federal judge. It wasn't like a state police, was it? It was you know yeah. federal court. Um, so whether or not they'll this appealing or go in Apple's favour, I'm not entirely sure. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't get <sighs> Apple's stance. So Apple have made a big push recently to try and get security researchers. Uh, you know. Uh, to look at the iOS code, macOS code, and they've done their bug well, bounties and that kind of well, stuff. Well, they've issued those devices, haven't they? They've issued... And the, the special devices you can get, but you have to go through a lot of work to, to get them. Yeah. But, but well, there is the to basically right. make all other tools illegal. Which is... It's very difficult. I think <laughs> they are 
I think they're playing a very dangerous game here because ultimately you want your researchers or friendly researchers, don't you, to um, come to you when they find these vulnerabilities because you, yeah. know, you don't want them to be sold on the black market. You want them to be you know, open and transparent with you. And surely the best way to do that is to do you know, an open bag, 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 bug bounty to give them access to the tools, the security tools within reason. Yeah. And respond. Yeah. But Apple yeah, just hmm. seem to make it so difficult, don't they, as you say? Just do. And these devices they're handing out, from what I've read, they don't give them quite the full access the security researchers would like. No, there's a lot, and there's a lot of responsibility, isn't it, on um, you to keep hold of them and uh, to maintain them. And you're right, and you can't let that like, your site, isn't it, all that kind of stuff. I, there was Brilliant. an article somewhere, wasn't there? I think somebody said about what these devices are. You've got to start an NDA under it, or, you know. Uh, I guess it, it stops people um, leaving them in bars. <laughs> exactly. You know, so... I mean, somebody like me and you, if we'd, if we'd started, you know, in our hobby time, it's like an interest in security research and we to look at finding bugs in iOS, we couldn't go to Apple and get one no. of these devices. No, We could go to if we've got the money and grab a virtual iOS device and start pen testing and stuff like that. But there's no way we'd get one from Apple. The only people who get them from Apple are world-renowned security researchers yeah. and security companies. And people, yeah, you're right. Almost like the, I don't want to say influencers, but influencers, I mean, so excuse me, but people like yeah. you're right who have got security presence in the industry who who are visible enough that if, you know, things go right, they'll talk about it, you know, won't they? And yeah. they'll showcase it properly. So it's, of course. it's almost like touting, courting the press a bit, isn't it, in that sense, to, to what they want. Yeah. But... Yeah, this, I mean, I, I just, I get the Carillium argument. And if I, you know, money to burn, I'd like to, it'd be great to use it. Um, yeah. And not everybody can, you know, has got test devices hanging around. I suppose it's almost cheaper in one respect, probably to use Carillium if you need to spin it up on multiple devices, isn't it? Or variants. Yeah, exactly. And especially uh, if you're only firing up for like an hour at a time to test yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I just, yeah, from the security vulnerability side, I think you know actually right Apple's got more to gain here than they have to lose. On a, on a on a um related point though. Um the Apple um the new Apple uh what's it child um sexual exploitation thing that they talked yes. about where they're going to be scanning the phones. Carillium have said that uh they will pay um bug bounties on any vulnerabilities found in that. Oh really? Yeah, so Carillion mm. will pay for pay security researchers uh, to look at this new, you know, the Apple, uh, what they're calling CSAM, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, uh, did we talk about, I don't know if we talked about this last week, did we? We've not you... talked about that one, no. So just on a kind of tangent, isn't it? Apple uh, have basically, well, this story came about that the Financial Times leaked, us, bringing up the story saying that Apple were going to be scanning your device and your iCloud for uh, child sexual abuse material. And then yeah. Apple launched a put out a press release basically saying, yeah, we are. But the long and short of it is, is that what they're saying they're looking for is they have a they have signed up with um, several different authorities uh, to look for hashes of I think it's something like 200,000 known um, abuse images in these in this. Yeah secure database and what they will be doing is looking at any image that is in iCloud sharing um 
And if it matches that hash, it's sent to a verification team uh, to review, you know, isn't it? And then today. Yeah. And the Apple are trying to also then scan on the device as well, aren't they? Yeah. Which you're doing. Now, uh, uh, there's a lot of going up on the, you know, a lot of security uh, researchers and people have come back and organizations said, oh my God, you can't do this. This is invoking your, our privacy. You know, we're going to yeah. look at this. But there's a couple of different viewpoints of this. Um, and I, we'll talk about this, I think, more next time around. But just to kind of you know, head it off at the past. It's a big topic. It is a big topic. Apple are trying to bring out end-to-end encryption on iCloud. Yeah. Which the FBI and other federal authorities don't want because <laughs> it, it will stop access. Yeah. I wonder whether this is partly to appease that because... Yeah. They're scanning on the phone, yeah. and they're all and the phone isn't end to end encrypted in the same way that iCloud is. And secondly, Apple are already scanning the phone. Take iOS fifteen, right? The and iOS fourteen before that, the MI and capability ML, excuse me, that's going on there is unbelievable. It scans your phone on the photos in your phone all the time. You can type in cat, bird, dog, boat. Yeah, it finds stuff. You type in a place name, it finds it. It, it recognizes As faces. All the face, uh, face identification stuff, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you haven't told it. It knows it. You know, it's doing this all the time. And actually, the 99% of the, more than that, 99.9% of people, this new scanning system will never, you'll never know it's happened. Because A, I mean, I find it absolutely abhorrent. You know, I, you know, yeah. I personally, I think it should be done. I don't disagree with what's happening here. But what I would say is, is that if just to clarify that, and I, I'll make it very clear, I have no idea what's going on here. But surely, if you're sharing this kind of filth, you're doing it on other encrypted services. You're not doing it through iCloud photo sharing, surely. You know, like, I mean, well, it's just that. I mean, if you if you're using iCloud to back up your photos, which I'd imagine ninety nine point nine percent of the people are, then that's in the cloud as well. Yeah, but then that's the thing here is that if you, but it's only if you're using the iCloud photo sharing at the moment, not the not the backup into iCloud into the thing. Oh, okay, I hadn't. You've got to have the photo sharing on, in which case it scans it on the phone. Then, so yeah, this is what I'm saying. That, you know, and we can talk about, but you know, Carillion off the back of this is that Carillion have said they're going to offer five thousand dollar grants plus free use of the platform to researchers that are going to basically dig into this system to prove that it can't be misused for other capabilities. Well, that, um, that, and that's the big bit, isn't it? I don't think anyone has a problem with looking for child abuse material. Uh, but once you've got that framework there, what happens when China say, well, for our Chinese uh, uh, users uh, of virus devices in the country, we now want you to search for these hashes. They're not well, child abuse. They're yep, something yep, else. And I'm with it's you. now law. And you've got the framework to do it. So make it so. And the thing is, they've already proved that they're doing censorship because if you go to like the engraving system, you can't input certain characters or numbers or things in some of the Asian markets, China particularly. Things I think I saw one the other day, wasn't it, around um, a set number of numbers which corresponded to the date of Tiananmen, uh, Tiananmen Square massacre uh, or, yeah. or, or the uprising, I should say. Um, and certain other Chinese character combinations and things like that because they're deemed, you know, 
antisocial? I don't know. Yeah. You know, against I, I think the... it's the same argument about backdoors and encryption, isn't it? Once you've yeah. built that in, it's not just you, Well, once you've done that, you're so long encrypted, is it really, is it? Let's be honest. No, um, no, but governments don't seem to get that. I'll... No, not at all. Well, we went off on a tangent. But then again, it is a tech ramp. You know, we, uh, we know how the tangents work here. But um, yeah, I just uh, thought we'd touch on that. And I think we'll come back to that Apple system. And we'll talk about that in a bit more detail in another show. Because I think... yeah. There's more Once information, there's more coming, information out, back yeah, coming out, out about time it. to digest it. It's quite techy, so it is. So, but yes, so Apple back in court with Krillin, and uh, no doubt we'll see where that appeal goes. I don't know. Just to kind of cap, I want to. I'm not sure whether Apple are going to win this one. You know, um, uh, I'm not sure either. I, I have a feeling it, it it may go in Krillin's favor if based on the previous ruling again. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, talking about security though. Uh, let's swing over to our favourite topic of choice. So that is cryptocurrencies, because you and I yeah. are both millionaires in nothing. Of course we are. Um, yeah. But you know, bit, you know, we're talking about cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency, of course, is the you know the hottest topic for you know in terms of you know if you're running a system these days, you know, you're mining for something, aren't you, in some form of uh, cryptocurrency? And as yeah. we talked about, was it a few weeks back about those uh, people? Uh, was it those mine mining units found people thought it was a, a pot farm but it wasn't it was that was it, it yeah, was a, yeah it was a coin farm it was. Um, so what's this then about this supposed hacker stealing 600 million dollars worth of crypto from a Chinese um, mm, currency yeah. platform this this hold, I this mm. is puzzling I'm sorry I just got to get <laughs> hold that. tight yeah. you're in for a wild ride here Joe uh, so yeah last Tuesday, it was, yeah. Um, a company called Poly Networks. Uh, they're, they're a China based company and they build what they call a cross chain decentralized finance platform. But basically, a, yeah, a trading platform for things like Ethereum, something called Polygon Crypto, Binance Chain. A lot of it's to do with business to business and smart contracts. So, I, I, for those that don't know what a smart contract is, it's basically a small program that automatically runs to fulfill kind of agreements between parties. Uh, and they right. use uh, crypto and blockchain, all kind of stuff to verify the integrity and to distribute the, the payments, whichever way it's going. Keep, keep going, keep going. I've nearly got, I've nearly got my bingo card filled in. Keep going. Woo. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So but apparently they were, they were hacked uh, and the, the hackers uh, cleverly altered the execution of those smart contracts uh, to siphon out, Six hundred million dollars worth of, of cryptocurrency. That's a lot of change. It is, I, and that would that would be mad news if it was just that, because it's probably one of the biggest heists in yep. history from cryptocurrency. And a sing, and according to oh, is it a single single player at the moment? Single player, yeah. But this is where okay. it gets interested. So, on the next day, the Wednesday, uh, the hacker returned two hundred and sixty million. Sorry. Uh, yeah. The, the, he, they returned 260 million, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and claimed that the, the theft was carried out not to steal money, but instead it was more of a prank to teach Poly Networks a lesson in computer security by publicly exposing a vulnerability and that they always intended to hand the crypto back. Okay, yeah. okay, keep going, keep going. <laughs> so right. I, I think my last Friday was the last update I had. They'd hand back all but 33 million of it. And that's only because that's in a frozen account on exchange and it's just waiting for that to be unfrozen so they can return that money. So there's been a hack, okay. but money so, was stolen and returned. Okay, so they're saying then, that, so this hacker or person, person's unknown, yeah. 
are saying they didn't do it with malicious intent. It was basically... I want to teach you a lesson. You idiots. I proved that you, you know we can steal your money. But I'm a really good guy. And um, actually, here's it all back. Yeah. So, so the, the hacker, really? hashtag Mr. White Hat. Oh, oh, classic, 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 yeah. Great, great, yeah, exactly. So in the final bizarre twist, Poly Networks, have, you know, they, they, they've announced that they've been in daily contact with this, this hacker, Mr. White Hat. And are you ready for this? Go they've on. now offered him a job as chief security advisor. And sorry, I'm, I'm assuming him because it's Mr. White Hat. But them... A job as chief security advisor, and along with handing them a five hundred thousand pound bug bounty reward, and and not taking any legal action against him. <laughs> so I, I I don't know where to even begin here. I am absolutely shocked. So you're telling me nobody in that company? Well, publicly they're like, it's cool, he's a good man. There's nobody there going in that company going, you trust this guy? <laughs> you know what? We're giving him a C level role. You know, yeah. Who, now, you know, I don't like... know if he's accepted. He, 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 that he, she, they initially turned down the five hundred thousand pound bug bounty. What? They apparently turned it down. Uh but they've, they've since later accepted it. I, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I've not heard if they've accepted the role yet. I'd love to know how legal that is around not being sued or, you know, charged with a theft. Um, but it's digital. Was anything ever stolen? I, okay, but this... <laughs> the only reason I say that is this happened in China. Okay? I think it was Hong Kong, actually, wasn't it? Was it Hong Kong? Uh, I'm not think... actually sure. I just know it was Chinese, yeah. I think I saw somewhere that referenced Hong Kong. So, either way, this happened within China, under Chinese yeah. law. You're telling me that they would no, they'd just take a turn a blind eye to this? No, I'm, I'm not convinced. And is this just a ploy? Here, have a job. Just send us your details and your address, and we'll get your welcome back out to you with your laptop <laughs> and a load of uh, armed people to come and. I was just going to say, or otherwise, he might find himself having a job, but not working for this company, maybe working for the government, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, just... this isn't unheard of. Uh, uh, of. Oh no, it does happen. Hackers then being going on to being given money and offered jobs and, and doing very well out of it. Uh, well, the whole the whole um, bug bounty thing, isn't it? I mean, kind of implies yeah. you know that point. But um, it does it does make you kind of raise an eyebrow, and because of the money involved, um, it's like that was quick. You know, normally there's like. There's a bit more to it, but the fact to come back literally back the following day, be like, here you go. I mean, maybe the guy is genuine. Maybe you know, maybe we are completely wrong here. We shouldn't assume anything. I'm saying, guy, he is Mister White Hat. You know, yeah, maybe this is completely genuine, and actually, the whole intention was never to steal the money. It was to prove the point and go out in public and say, guys, you know, actually, look, you need to sort this out because. uh, And it may very well be that there's clearly more to the story here. I'm sure there's more that. Poly networks are not saying, you know, and it could be we could speculate that maybe he had reached out to them several times, telling them there was issues with your security, perhaps, and they just perhaps. ignored him. 
which is not unheard oh, of. Quite well, a lot of companies say, do that, don't they? Yeah, you do. You do see a lot of company, You do see a lot of researchers holding on to vulnerabilities and then being like, you know what? I've given you what ninety days. Oh, this. We've contacted yeah. you. Actually, I'm going public now. And here's how we do You've it. You've ignored me. Oh, but in this yeah. case, he's just taking all your money. That got your attention. Yeah, I was going to say, like, guys, the accounts are empty. What do you mean the accounts are empty? No, I mean they are empty. You know, like I didn't even buy a sandwich on the company credit card. Yeah, yeah that's like, yeah, you somebody would have gone whoop. You know, there would have been massive, uh, yeah, massive repercussions. So, yeah, perhaps in that sense, that would have probably definitely got my attention if my bank account had been empty. Um, yeah. And probably more so, like you say, if the email comes in the front day going, uh, here you go, here's it back. Yeah. I guess you're right. Handing half of it back first kind of also brings them to the negotiation table, doesn't it? If that makes sense, yeah. you know? It does. They're not just going to, hey, I'll thank you for the money back. We won't actually go and say anything about this. Uh, and we won't fix anything. Yeah. You're right. It has to be at least, um, yes, yeah, to kind of be like, okay, we'll talk now uh, and move on. But yeah, that's, I, I, there's more to this. I, I wouldn't be surprised more comes out about this. Surely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm interested. I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on this one. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But talking of then of uh, again another security thing. Uh, this time, obviously, we were talking about ransomware earlier on. Well, Accenture yeah. have been hit by ransomware. Now, this was never a headline I thought I'd ever read. Obviously, Accenture. I'm familiar, obviously, are the large consulting um, system integrated company yep. uh, who many organizations of varying sizes rely on to provide consulting services, architecture, uh, and obviously have different practices, including a cybersecurity practice. Yeah, they're the kind of people you turn to when you've been hit by ransomware. Yeah, so they were pinged uh, by the Lockbit ransom, I see then. Um, uh, and... Apparently so, yeah. Uh, they, they got hit. Uh, what by lock lockbit 2.0 which is it's kind of ransomware as a service model okay and uh I love yeah, that. ransomware the, as a service it's brilliant i know it's brilliant exactly raz instead of sas <laughs> yeah raz sas but anyway apparently they managed to siphon out six terabytes of data That's, um, again quite a bit of data you know and yeah exactly and they, they demanded 50 million so uh yeah but, but um essentia i don't think we're having any of that there's little information, but the statement that essentially gave basically said they'd immediately contained the matter and isolated the affected servers and that there was no impact on Accenture's operations or on our client's systems. I mean, that, that part's not surprising. I'd expect them to have contained it quickly. I'd also expect them to... All backups, restored, yeah, verified. Basically, yeah. practice what you preach. Now, obviously, it doesn't look good for them that they, it, they, you know, they've been infected for the first place, does it? But I suppose no. on the other hand we can always turn bad news into good news. And in their case, obviously, the fact that they can say we, you know, uh, mitigated the attack, we've, uh, you know, restored our systems quickly, uh, you know, so as a customer, we can prove to you this works. Yet the six terabytes of data that they, they've sold, and we won't talk there. about that. Yeah. And no What's doubt... What's in that six, ter- six terabytes of data on, on where is that going to show up? Yeah, I, I was curious. When you when you mentioned this, I, w- I was reading the, the thing. There's this, the tool they're using... Apparently, can download a hundred gig of data in under twenty minutes from compromised systems. Not from mine or your internet line, clearly. I mean, but, like, uh, what the hell are they shifting on that? I was like, I want some of that. <laughs> like, that's. I mean, that's an advertisement thing. Isn't it? It's like, yeah, we've 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 thoroughly stress tested this, and we can get that much data out. <laughs> I mean, that is one hell of a pipe <laughs> to, to spit out. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, from a central point of view. Not great news, in all fairness, uh, to, to it be... It was very hush-hush. You know, it, it popped up in one feed and there really wasn't a lot of information, so they no, managed I... to keep it under wraps. Yeah, they, they've they've suppressed that. And you'd imagine 
there would have been they've got probably teams that do that yeah and you know any internal news probably would have been like anybody speaks to this you know uh you'll be slapped um so it was probably contained very quickly i'd imagine internally it probably wasn't even mentioned until uh they'd you know contained it um i don't think it was even mentioned in the news until the hacker themselves had announced it no probably a bit like "Hmm, this is odd guys nobody they're not talking about it we're gonna have to mention it (laughs) Um, (laughs) we hacked you what damn we Oh, everybody knows who we are now. Run <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you know that secure messaging network. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. So, so, so it's uh, well before we get into the tech rant rumor mill. Uh, there's a quick tee up story, isn't there? Then, so we've been talking around uh, about or following closely the Intel XE graphics uh, chip family, uh, yep. and I know Carl, we 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 mentioned one the other week, didn't we? That their first card that come out and was showing yes. some quite impressive uh frame rates considering we are but intel um well intel are moving at such a speed at the moment i'm surprised they haven't gone light speed i tell you um so they've named this and they now have a brand new uh well, a yes. brand new brand name if i can say that correctly they do indeed it's it's arc so that's arc with a c arc not arc with a k which is also an intel tool for looking up cpu specs so yeah, the line <laughs> of confused. The, confused. So the line of cards is going to be called Arc, and the first card is going to be called Alchemist. Uh, it's allegedly due out Q1 next year. They're, they're starting ramping up the marketing and stuff at, at the moment. So hopefully we're going to get more information out. Uh, but yeah, I mean they're, they're aiming this to be a competitor to the Nvidia 3070 and the uh, AMD's uh, RX 6700 XT. So it should be a a decent, a decent card. You know, it's it's going to be fully compliant with things like DirectX 12 Ultimate. And they've even said it's going to have hardware ray tracing and and the AI super sampling like uh, Nvidia's DLSS. So it's got some good kit in it. So this, uh, so then the XE is the name of the GPU family that Arc is it based is, on. It is, yeah, yeah. And they're okay, building just... laptop chips out of that, and uh, gaming cards, and high performance server cards out of that. Okay, okay, okay. That's interesting. Okay, so this is quite interesting. So they basically have this the family then for it. So I mean, they're not. This is not a flash in the pan. You know, we're trying to compete. Uh, not sorry, we're just joining the market. This is Intel saying, actually, no, we uh, we're here to play. Serious, and, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, we've turned thirty ninety, but uh, I mean, if it doesn't if need you're to be though, a thirty seventy, and you can actually buy stock of it, and it's at a reasonable price, and, you know, and it performs like a thirty seventy or thereabouts, I think that's going to fly off the shelves. And and also, like I said, they don't they don't need to be in the high end consumer space because where they're building the uh, the server architecture and the high performance computing architectures here, that's a totally different beast, isn't it? To, it is. to uh, they're competing not they're really competing more with Nvidia in that space, I think, than they are in the consumer. The consumer basically is we've made these super cool graphics cards and we might we might as well just spin them off so that you know consumers yeah. can have a play with them. If they? I, if I can hit the thirty seventy, I think the thirty seventy is the sweet spot. You know, it's uh, it's a bit more than mid. It's mid high, but it's at a reasonable price. If they can kind of get get that, they'll take some money off Nvidia and AMD. I think they will definitely. I I'm I personally am really really eager to see where these come out as soon as we get some proper real benchmarks and we see them out in the marketplace on you know games that we play. Then yeah, I'm keen to see where we're going with this. Um, 
And it'll yeah. also see, obviously, interesting to see what the price points are, whether they're competitive in that sense as well. I know the indication we talked about before kind of suggested that they might be. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm keen. I think this is a good move. I think any competition in this space, you know, away from AMD and NVIDIA, whilst will be difficult to stomach for a while because we've not been used to that for a long time, have we? Hmm. No. Um, it's ultimately good, isn't it? Because it means that prices should come down once the chip shortage is. Competition, definitely. You know, Talking of chip chip shortages, drum roll please. I've actually managed to get hold of a 3070 Ti and paid retail for it. You have. (laughs) I I wasn't sure whether we were to whether we were to mention uh, said card. Um, (laughs) We we can mention said card. The other ones. uh, I need to sell the the 2070 uh, and make some of my money back. But yeah, I I I managed to come across one, uh, one of the founders editions at actual retail pricing. I I wasn't being uh, swindled on eBay. Uh, yeah, you didn't buy so, a box in. <laughs> no, I didn't buy a box. I bought it from a, a well-known actual computer uh, parts seller in the UK, uh, say, at retail price. Uh, I mean, that I'm is well something. Shocked. I don't blame you. I mean, that's an impressive impressive find. I mean, early indications, so good so far? Good. I need to do some more testing. I'm actually going to try and do some VR testing after this call. Oh, sorry, that's after the bit, this, that's uh, what podcast. I'm interested in. I want to know how does it run in DCS in VR. That, that's, there's no yeah. other... You know, in fact, I also want to know whether you can make you know the graphics in, v- in DCS sing nicely. That that's the, quite frankly the only benchmark I need. You know, no, I mean so far what I played, I, I've got what I, I don't have a four K monitor, so I have an ultra wide. Is it thirty four forty by twenty? Oh, I can't remember what it is. Twenty five. Anyway, it's one of uh, it's close to ultra wide. Uh, uh, yeah, it's close to four K in resolution, and I, I played what, Ghost Recon on it. Uh, Forza Horizon 4, Wreckfest, and yeah, they've all been, uh, Ghost Recon usually hovers around 90 frames per second now, and I was getting around 50 on the the, the 2070. Uh, Horizon just, yeah, it hits at 150 frames a second, and Wreckfest is somewhere similar. So it's, uh, yeah, it's certainly been an improvement for, for the games I've played so far, but yeah, VR is going to be the big test. I'm I'm all down here now. I uh, obviously still haven't moved into that space yet. Um, I'm keen to, um, you know, you know the twenty seven super is a good card. Don't get me wrong; it does does everything you want it to. Um, but yeah, it would be nice not to have because I've got a four K monitor. It would be nice not to have you know a bit of uh, I want to say uh, straining going on when <laughs> when I fire up VR oh, yeah. sometimes, especially I mean, in I'm, uh, DCS. I'm not holding out much hope for DCS still. It's yeah. uh, I, I DCS is, and we, we've mentioned this many times, very, very unoptimized. And most bottlenecks on DCS aren't the graphics card; they're the CPU because it only uses one core. Well, that's another problem, isn't it? Just <laughs> oh, sorry, I like it uses two cores, uh, but the only thing on the second core is the audio. Everything yeah. else is on a single core. Uh, so you're yeah. really kind of pegged by how fast you can get that single core. They, they've got other problems there they need to fix first, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and I, I've heard that there are even people with 3090s and, and 24 gig of RAM, and it will just eats the entire VRAM from it. <laughs> so I think to see any meaningful performance increases there, we need to wait till they bring out the, their new engine based on uh, the Vulkan runtime, which should allow well, ha- massively multi-threaded and a lot yeah. more optimized use of resources i was also going to say though it'd be interesting to see what flight sim runs like with that yeah that's the one i didn't get on very well with flight sim in vr on the 2070 
No, I have the same problem. It if you turn your head too quickly, there's a bit of tearing and um, texture yeah. mapping isn't quick enough. Um, so yeah, that'd be definitely interested to see that. Well, you can give us a full rundown uh, next week, then Carl. I will um, do on our show next week. So then, the Tech Route rumor mill is back this week, and we've got two rumors for you, uh, haven't we? On the on on the rumor mill, um, yeah, only which, small ones. Only small ones. One of which I'll let you do the first one, Carl, because it's off the back of the Intel story. Then, uh, so give us the Intel rumor this week, then, because it's related to the the new Arc. Uh, it, it is. So th- there's some rumors about new Intel laptop processors, and of course, the Intel laptop processors come with GPUs in them, and they've let's be honest, they've usually been pretty rubbish, haven't they? Yeah, they're uh, exactly great. I mean, it powers the screen. <laughs> yeah, the, the new ones, the uh, 11th gen, is it? Yep. Uh, with the XE graphics. They're the first XE graphics that came out. Uh, a marked improvement, but there's still no match for having a dedicated GPU in your laptop. No, so. definitely not. Anyway, the, the latest rumour is about an uh, uh, Intel laptop processor called Arrow Lake P. And it, apparently it's, like it's going to ship with six high-performance line code cores and, and eight low-power Skymont cores. But the more interesting bit, really, is it's about that GPU. It's going to have 320 execution units in it, or EU. Is that the same as the CUDA cores on NVIDIA, isn't it? It's different. Um, yeah. But apparently this this is three, over three times what's in the current 11th gen uh, cores, because wow. they only have 96. So I think you can get some decent... Pretty decent graphics at probably 1080p, maybe. Taking down a notch or two at 1440p, which is probably all you need on a laptop. Well, yeah, because the screen size in most cases. I mean, you're only getting 4K screens on high-end laptops, aren't you? And, you know, actually, because of the thermal uh, properties of a laptop, you probably don't want it trying to do too much, do you? Uh, No, I mean, I wish I hadn't got the 4K screen on my laptop. It gets hot. It gets hot, it eats you more power, and obviously you require it's slower because it's trying to fill 4K's worth of pixels. Yeah, see, mine's a 1081. I mean, so it's only a 12-inch screen, but yeah, it definitely isn't a bad thing. Yeah, I've got a 12.5-inch screen with a 4K. I wish I'd done yeah. a, a, a you know, 2560 by 1440 screen. Yeah, that that's, that's perfect. My, that is kind of a sweet spot, isn't it, as we said? Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, so it'll okay. be interesting. You know, th- this isn't due until, I think, 2023. Oh, right, so... <laughs> <laughs> a little so, while I'm, away. Don't make any plans for getting one just yet, then. So, what have I said is com- probably complete rubbish, and just ignore me. All right, then. So, the other rumor this week then is around Apple, isn't it? And this is around the the MacBook Airs, which uh, our favorite analyst, not John Prosser, but Meeting Quo of, yep. uh, of the. Uh, what I think you got it right that time. I think that sounds uh, okay. That works. Who pretty much, you know, oh, I don't want to say is a hundred percent, but is pretty solid in his. Uh, in his rumours, isn't it? Has said that yes. uh, a new MacBook Air is coming in 2022. Uh, yep. But this is the first time he said that, is it? This is no. actually about the third, third time. time he said that. But so he's saying that the redesigned MacBook Air uh, is coming next year, which will incorporate uh, an all new design. Uh, the kind of more, I want to kind of call it the 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 i the iPhone four design, isn't it? That we've seen in the, the more um, squared off industrial squared off design. Front, yeah, mini LED display. Uh, lovely, and, and also several color options, which would match the the release release iMac. L- l- yeah, and That'd be interesting to get a bit more colors in your laptop. It would, wouldn't so it? When was the last uh, time we saw that? Oh, wow! Well, do you know what? It would be nice. You know what? 
grey. Everything's either grey or black. Uh, not even black, is it really? I mean, some you know, it's space grey or silver. Yeah, you know, I'd be quite down with a blue laptop, you know. And actually, John Prosser uh, has obviously picked up on this as well, and he's got his favourite guy renders by Ian. Ian, yes. Uh, who is that very talented seventeen-year-old to do some renders on this? And they look pretty cool, you know. It kind of matches the. Um, the squared off designers we've just talked about and the similar kind of iMac colors, you know, the, the blue, yeah. the yellows, the oranges, the pinks. Um, and, you know, one of them even shows what appears to look like white keys, which yes, I think is pretty interesting. Cool. So we don't know what yet the, uh, the current, you know, specs of that will be. I'm guessing it's either going to be M1X or as some people are saying, M2, because there's some description now, whether or not some rumors are that the, Apple release an M2 chip, but the M1X will also be available, and the M1X okay. will be more powerful than an M2. So okay, the chip mm. will be the Pro chip, and the kind yeah. of same number will be the prosumer chip. Okay, okay. Which well, is we'll odd. Have to wait till next year to find out. But yeah. But 2022 isn't that far away. And if you think about their hardware releases, probably March, April time, I would imagine, would be when we could see this. Potentially, yeah. if not, towards the back end of the you know, calendar quarters, so Q3, Q4 more likely around it. Now, there is also rumours we that the, that the Apple are due to launch a new M1X Mac Mini as well, um, which is going to also have... Uh, redesigned uh chassis on it uh also would incorporate up to 64 gig of ram the m1x chip and would have additional thunderbolt 4 channels as well which I quite frankly gig in it as well it needs it because that's the only reason I, I i've held off buying an m1 mac mini as my desktop is because it doesn't have enough thunderbolt 4 uh lanes or channels on it yeah and can't support anything more than 16 gig of ram um yeah you want at least and, 32 don't you uh, yeah it's a desktop but again, you know, this is still rumor mill. Like you said, we could be talking complete pie in the sky. But Michin Kuo does have pretty good, good you know, track record. track record on this. And like they said, this isn't the first time. This is the third time he said it. Um, so that's it. The colors, you know what? I, you know, I'd have a blue. I, I, I'm going to say, yeah, I think, I, think that's a, I think that's a given. I think they'll go with this. I would imagine that the IMAX have been selling like hotcakes. And they'll be like, you know what? Yeah, maybe we'll do this on the IMAX. Because the, yeah. the MacBook Air isn't a pro lineup, is it? No. So they don't need to say that, you know, so they can argue it's still prosumer slash consumer and go with it that way. But yeah, I mean, I'm down for it. I think let's let's see where it goes. Yeah, definitely. So that 2022. So then, Carl, next week then is our episode 52. So our one year anniversary where we will have possibly a slightly extended show, no doubt, to talk about some of the, the stories that have probably caught our eye over the year. Let's have a think about that. Um, also, we will be releasing next week's show slightly later in the week, won't we, because of uh, different uh, challenges we've got uh, in our personal lives next week of yep. getting a, a show on the road. So we will be probably, it will come out next week. We won't be missing a show. Don't worry about that. But we'll probably be launching it probably to the back end of next week. Uh, so, so be aware of that. So just to be aware of that, if you do wonder why we haven't dropped a new show uh, by, uh, you know, by sort of, you know, the usual sort of Wednesday, Thursday time. But I think that's plenty to talk about this week. We've covered quite a lot again uh, in a short space of time. Uh, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. So I've been Jay. I've been Carl. Have a good evening, all. <laughs> <laughs>